If you have your Bible with you, open it up to Ephesians chapter 6. We've begun sharing with you a series of messages about the spiritual armor that is written about in Ephesians chapter 6, and Mm -hmm. we're going through the six pieces of supernatural armor that Scripture tells us that we have. Last week we talked about the belt of truth. Thank God we have truth. Yes. In a world that is just upside down, you know, calling good evil and evil good. And thank God we can walk in the truth. We can walk in honesty yeah. uh, about and genuineness. That's the other part of walking with the belt of truth on, that we are honest people and genuine people about mm-hmm. our faith. Uh, and today we'll be talking about the breastplate of righteousness, the breastplate of righteousness. Uh, so, Father, we just, we're going to pray before we begin. Father, we thank you for... The power of your word, we thank you that we have your word that we could look into, that we can find truth. And although we know, like this scripture tells us, Lord, that we are engaged in a warfare in this life, that you've given us weapons yeah. of spiritual armor so that we can stand against the fiery darts of the wicked one. We could stand and we can walk in victory. And so we thank you for that, Lord. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to open up our eyes, to be aware of this and to engage and engage with confidence Mm -hmm. that you know you've given us the power to defeat and to stand and walk in victory. And again, Jesus, Father, we pray that just like your spirit has broken out in Kentucky, Mm -hmm. we hunger and thirst for the same thing here, Lord. We ask you, Holy Spirit, come like a wind and, and a fresh wind of your spirit. Pour out your spirit, Lord, upon this church, upon this whole region. Yes. We need you, Holy Spirit. We delight in you. We look to you. We expect you, Lord. We Thank you so you. much. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 So scripture does make it plain. I mean, we've been saying this for several weeks now, that we're in a spiritual war zone. And here in America, we can get up every day and be thankful that we don't live in a physical war zone, like our brothers and sisters in Christ, many of them around the world do, in Syria, in Africa, in the Middle East, in the Ukraine. In the Ukraine, yeah. Uh, They're not only wrestling with, in spiritual warfare, but they are literally living in a physical war zone, often deprived of human rights. Yes, thrown in prison, many of them just willing to die for their faith. Like, if you get the Voice of the Martyrs magazine, I would encourage you to subscribe to it. Just type it in on Google, and it'll take you to their site and give you a free magazine every month. I mean, the stories of the people are just remarkable in their courageous faith that they have, in their struggle against persecution. Like, they're often brutally treated, Mm -hmm. even by their family members, who renounce them, kick them out of the house, throw them out of the house, and then the whole community turns against them. And it's amazing that they have, like, so little materially. They're poor. And they're unknown to the world. Like, you know, in America here, big is great. Like, these people are unknown to the world, but but God sees them. Yes, hallelujah. And their brave faith, it's, it's amazing, like their brave faith and the joy that they have in the midst of their circumstances, it challenges us. It challenges me when I read these stories. I just think, well, I think about that scripture. It reminds me of that scripture in 1 Corinthians, um, I think it's chapter 1, yes. where Paul is saying that not many of you called, where you, you weren't powerful and of noble birth, but God chose what the world calls foolish to put the... Foolish to shame. The wise to shame. The wise to shame, yeah. They think, the world thinks they're so wise. Yeah. This is what God calls wise. He chooses the weak. He chooses the weak, yeah, to shame the strong. Amen, yeah. And so often their testimony, when you read their testimony, they'll say like, well, I cannot become bitter because people will interview them and say, how do you handle this? Uh And they'll be like, I can't become bitter. I, I, I need to love and pray for my enemies because that's what Jesus did. That's what he did for me. And again, I think so many of them, like the one story recently, the man had suffered back injuries from being beaten so much. Yes. Could hardly, when he got up in the morning, could hardly move and yet did. I mean, they don't have great medical care. They don't have all these things you could put on yourself to even help yourself to move and navigate. 
but he did what he could mm -hmm. to stretch his back, and it showed him walking down the street again, going back out to share the, the love of Christ and to share the gospel, even with the risk that this might happen again. And I think, I mean, that, would we that, do this? Does yeah. that, that just challenges your faith. Doesn't it challenge your faith? You read that, and you, I, read, I personally read these stories, and I'm thinking to myself, whoa, whoa would, yeah. I, would I be able to do that? Yeah. <clears throat> and these Christians are fighting the fight of faith. You know, they, they have their spiritual armor on, <laughs> which is empowering them to stand and having done all to stand, therefore yeah. stand. Yes. It, it's, you know what? We have the same armor. It's available yeah. to us right here, right That's now. Right. Mm -hmm. And now if you found Ephesians chapter 6, we're going to pick it up in verse 13. But those, those stories are tremendous because you can feel the love you can see the joy that they have, and you look back and you think of the persecution they went through, and they, they are so willing to forgive and because they said, well, look what Jesus did for me. It's, it challenges us, and it's a good challenge, and we should take it. Mm -hmm. But we have the same armor as they do. Praise God. He's not a respecter of persons. It says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand, therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness. And as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace, in all circumstance, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keeping alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints and also for me that, my words, that words may be given to me in opening my mouth boldly to claim the mystery of the gospel. For which I am an ambassador in chains, that I might declare it boldly as I ought to speak. That's ours. That's ours. But we have a choice. We're going to put it on. That's what we're going to teach. So there are six pieces of armor that we see in those verses the belt of truth, mm -hmm. we talked about that last week, the breastplate of righteousness. Shoes for the gospel of peace. We have a shield of faith that we can quench the fiery darts Hallelujah. of the wicked one. We have the helmet of salvation. So we know what God, Christ has done for us. And then we have the sword of the spirit. We'll be talking about that, which is the word of God. And then you know, as, we, as you just were reading that, it's praying at all times mm -hmm. in the spirit it ends. Because it's all bound together by prayer. Yes. We're wearing this armor. We have to remember that the armor isn't something we're putting on physically. Obviously, we're not wearing physical armor. These things are something that we internally abide and believe in by faith. Yes. And so we're putting this on in our thought life in order to stand. So this is why it says, praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication and entreaty. It says, for all saints. And so when I'm, we mention people around, the, like the voice of the martyrs, we have to remember that we're all in a spiritual battle. You know, so many times we can just, it's my life, and yeah. we can get real narrow-minded about our issues, but we have to remember to see universally the whole body of Christ yes. and what we're all going through and that our prayers matter, not just for ourselves, but for our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so all believers, you know, when we come to Christ, when you give your life to Christ, you'll find yourself... Under the attack of the devil, uh -huh. the scripture makes it plain that we've been reading week to week, which is why the Lord gave us supernatural armor and the power to stand against the work of the enemy. And Satan's goal is to defeat the church, to silence the church. Right. This is why Paul said that I might still proclaim it boldly, because the work of the enemy is to shut you up, make you doubt. 
And the devil wants to silence you, and this is, this is why it's important that we stand and we realize this part of my standing is that I make Christ known. Yes. Because he's going to try every, every scheme and device to get you to draw away from God, your relationship with Christ. That's what he's after, mm-hmm. draw you away from Jesus. Eventually go back to your old life, your old ways, go back to sin, He'll yeah. find you the perfect girlfriend, just as you happen to get saved. And she's not saved. Yeah. And you think, yeah, that's okay. I'm going to get her saved. We've seen this happen over and over and over again. <laughs> Number one thing. It's like, ay, 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 the devil comes right then. It's like pretty soon you'll never see that person again in church. Or you get just so busy. We're busy, busy, busy. He'll get you so busy that you just don't have enough time for God. Yeah. <laughs> or he'll land you the perfect job and, the, and perfect money right? That just happens to take you more and more and more and more and more away from church and church life and the things of God. Or he'll work to cause division mm-hmm. yes. and offense and confusion in your mind so that you begin to doubt and you just have this, these disappointments yeah. and, f- and you, you're offended and fear takes over or sickness comes. And we don't know often what to do with it if we're not wearing the armor of God, these internal yep. truths that we hold on to. Because in your own willpower and your own intelligence and trying to figure it out on your own is not enough Amen. <laughs> to recognize and even defeat. You know, the devil, it says we're wrestling against supernatural power. Come on. So we need supernatural weapons. This is, your intelligence is not going to make it. Mine's not going to make it to stand and defeat him. So thankfully, he's given us the Holy Spirit. Amen. The very Spirit of God on the inside of us to be our teacher, our guide, our helper. And then he gives us the wisdom in the Word of God. He says, I'm going to give you some armor. Hallelujah. To wear, to put on internally so that you're aware of the, of the scheme of the enemy and you mm-hmm. can stand against it. And and so, you, Paul, Paul compares uh, the, uh, the military armor uh, with the armor of God, and each piece represents part of God's power, God's strength. And if you're born again, he extends that to you. This is, yeah. as we read, this is God's armor. It's not our own armor. It's God's honor, yeah. armor. And putting this armor on, wearing this armor, guess what? You don't take it off. <laughs> and it's a way of life <laughs> yeah. for a Christian. Yeah. You know, it's, it's said for us to be able to stand in the evil day, having done all to stand. And uh, Listen, these days are evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, just simply turn on the news. These days are evil. You know in your heart, you can sense it even in your heart that these days are evil. So we need to have the armor of God on. And Pastor Mamie's making a point here in America, we don't have uh, a, a literal conflict here like they do throughout the world. You know, and we can praise God for that, amen? Really, praise God for that. Uh, but neither are we in prison like Paul says. I'm an ambassador in chains. You know, thank God for us. We've had it pretty easy, don't you think? You know, there, there is such a blessing in America. It is so wealthy. It's even the poorest in America are living like kings compared yeah. to the people we mentioned. Yeah. And it's important for us to understand, too. Thank God we don't have to go through that. We're not living in that. But there's also a negative point to it all. Because the ease of our lifestyle has created a, a let's say, a... a lullness to sleep. Lullness, yeah, <laughs> lullness. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a negative trade-off. We have all this, but then yet we, t- we become dull in our, our spiritual attitudes. We, we think that we don't really believe by faith for certain things because we can go to the grocery store and get them. Mm-hmm. Don't even think about it. You know, these people have nothing. Think about them. They're, they've got no electricity in those places. Nothing. How would you do without that? You know, your faith would start to grow, I believe. <laughs> because the church in, in the past 50 years have just kind of settled into this sleep. It's just like the Laodicean church. You're awake. You're not hot nor cold. And he wants us to wake up. It's important for us. 
because the ease of our lifestyle has caused us to be uh, self-sufficient. You know, it's, and, and here we're so intelligent, the need for spiritual armor is, you know, not believe that, you know, it's, or it's minimized or completely forgotten in the church world. We've talked about these statistics before that half the people who claim, more than half the people who claim to be Christians do not believe in the devil or the Holy Spirit. Clearly stated in the Bible, they both exist. And the enemy has been moving in and he's, he's been in every aspect of our culture. Uh, and not just in a kind of a slow, quiet way. That was back in the 50s, the slow, quiet way. Now he's raging because he's got so many things that corporations, government, and we have to be careful. We have to start to wake up, don't we? <laughs> because the enemy, here's the key, enemy's after your mind and he's after your heart. This is what we have to be aware of. He wants to weaken and, and you, and he wants to break your union with God. Why? <laughs> because that's everything. He wants to stop you from having that perfect union with Jesus. And he'll do many things to do that. He'll use your strengths. He'll use your weaknesses. Why? Because we draw our strength from that Union with God. Our inner man, that spiritual connection we have with Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit, he wants to break that. Yeah. And he'll wear it away, if we're not careful, by a thought here, a thought there, a circumstance here, a pain over here, yeah. a disappointment here. Yeah. So would you remember it's a mind game? You know, this is a mind game. The warfare is up here. And so the enemy is eventually after your heart. Yes. Like Pastor Steve was saying, the seat of your emotions, like where you have this sense of worth about yourself. And he wants to wound it. This is part of where it says fiery darts. We're going to get to that in the weeks to come. The fire, mm -hmm. So the shield of faith quenches the fiery darts. Of the enemy. That's how that. This is how that works. It's like something happens in your life, and your heart gets wounded, yeah, shaken up. And he wants to use those heartaches. He wants to use the hardships, the disappointments in our life, and we all have them. Come See, on. this is part of the American gospel that has been preached, mm. and uh, you know, has been like, if you give your life to Christ, everything's going to go woo. You know, you're going to just be down this river of ease and blessed out of your mind and no more troubles we are blessed but it doesn't guarantee you well, yeah, no more hardships no more heartaches no more disappointments that's a false gospel understanding it is a it false gospel it's not and, and i think this is what makes so many people then now fall away because we've heard that kind of a gospel for the last yep. 30 40 years it's been out there yep and so he'll use your heartaches, disappointments, hardships to cause you to draw back. Yep. Grow lukewarm. I thought it was going to be like this, and I thought you'd do that, and <laughs> I, didn't, I thought you'd answer by now. And so we, we begin to doubt God's goodness and his love, and yeah. if we doubt his, then we doubt his love for us. This is why Proverbs 4, 23, if you just, uh, it's a good one to have underlined in your Bible. Yeah. We do have it up on the PowerPoint. Yeah. It says, guard your heart with all vigilance. See, I mean, this is where this breastplate is of, Come on now. of righteousness. Guard it. Why? Because out of our heart come the flow, the springs of life. Like what you believe about yourself, mm -hmm. about people, about life, your future, what you believe in your heart is going, you're going to produce this in your life. Yeah, come so on. So if we have lies in there, guess what's going to flow out in our life? So we want to guard our heart, yes. put on the breastplate of righteousness because my thoughts and my choices again come from my heart it starts up here in my mind yep. but eventually I believe things in my heart my thoughts and my choices then in my life can either build 
or erode my Ooh. union with Christ, my relationship with Christ. You were, you've been saying this word union, and that's union. good. You know, yeah. that we, had, we were given oneness, union with Christ in our salvation. And he wants to break that apart. Amen. He does. He's so if my mind, like in my mind, you know, I look at my circumstances and I decide from that if God Ooh. is for me or against me. I'm going to continue to be like, he's, today he's for me, tomorrow he's against me. It's like that picking the petals off a daisy. He loves me. <laughs> he loves me not. He loves me. Oh, I hope it doesn't land on he loves me not. <laughs> right? <laughs> but <laughs> it's like a continual roller coaster, a roller coaster ride. Yeah. That's not how you determine if God loves you or yeah. not. Yeah. See, that's, again, the breastplate. These Roman soldiers, they put it on, and it was worn to protect their heart uh, because in close battles, I mean, it's not like what we have with guns and things now. No, it's hand-to-hand -hand combat right yeah. back there. And that's why if an enemy was thrusting his sword or a spear toward him, you know, that breastplate would actually deflect the lunge that the adversary, the, the death blow that was coming, it, that's why yeah. that was so valuable to them. That's why they put it on all the time. And the same thing, our spiritual enemy wants to lunge toward your heart too. Mm -hmm. The breastplate of righteousness worn will deflect Satan's efforts. Yeah. It, it, he, you know, the accuser of the brethren. When you start getting... Uh, he doesn't love me. He doesn't that. You know what that is? The accuser of the brethren. He's our enemy. Yeah. And those are death blows. And thank God he's given us his armor. Amen? Amen. <laughs> because the accuser of the brethren wants to put a death blow in you. And he does it by your thinking. So let's, let's put that breastplate of righteousness on, amen? amen. It, that, that breastplate of righteousness talks, it really is telling us that we have right standing with God. Mm -hmm. Right standing with God. We're talking about a holy God. Yeah. Purchased for us. Holy. <clears throat> Perfect. There was no way we could have had this union with him without Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Now I want you to turn to 2 Corinthians 5.21. This is a powerful scripture. Yeah. He purchased it for us. Jesus yeah. did. You know, this, this, this right standing with God is only through Jesus. And he purchased that at the cross yes. and in his resurrection. Jesus himself, remember what I said earlier? God thought your value was worth the death of his son. Yeah. 2 Corinthians 5.21, it should be underlined in your Bible. It says, for our sake, he, God the Father, made him, Jesus, to be sin, who knew no sin. That's it. So that in him, in Christ, we might become the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. Your union with Christ has been complete, and you have been made the righteousness of God. Righteousness, God's perfection, His holiness. Something we could never achieve. Yeah. Even, even with our greatest works, most benevolent actions, we could never have achieved it on our own. We lost this because of Adam and Eve in the garden. Yes. No matter what we try to do to please God, like most people want to say, well, I was more good than bad. No good at all. Isaiah said, your greatest, most perfect work, whoever it is, Mother Teresa, he says it's filthy rags compared to God himself. This, this gift, this breastplate of righteousness is so valuable to have. And we have to be aware that we have it. And we're working 
and allowing it and keeping it on, not taking it off. It's by Jesus Christ and only Jesus Christ on that cross, shedding his blood, dying for you, for the whole world. For Think about it, not just your sins on him, the world's sins on him. You think about what is happening. Jesus became sin. And we become righteous through his death and his resurrection. And our faith simply believing the work that he did to save me who had nothing to offer. Nothing. Nothing to offer. This gift of salvation and righteousness, do you realize that you can stand before God justified because of Jesus Christ? We're saved by grace through faith. Praise God. So it's the cross, like when it proves his love for us. So you've got to remember this when he brings the thoughts of, again, look what you're going through. Oh, you know, yeah. look how bad it is for you. And where's God in this? If he really loved you, well, he proved. How did he prove his love for us? This is what we've got to get straight in our mind and in our heart. It was on the cross. It was in the sacrifice of what he did. That proves his love. And he's never changing his mind about it. Hallelujah. It's sealed in a covenant in his blood. So on your worst day, he loves you. Yes. We have to remember this. He, he put his, he, God put the sin of the world on Jesus so that he could clothe you mm. with his righteousness forever, mm. forever in union with Christ. That's how we've been made righteous Yes, and set apart. We've been made righteous, which means now we're in the family of God. We're set apart to do the works of God. Yes. Hallelujah. And so when we repent and we see our need, and what Jesus did for us on the cross, and we receive it as a gift, it's accounted, it's given to us. That's why your works don't do anything. You can't do anything to earn that. You, we cannot, but then our works do matter after yes. that. We are saved not by our works, but we are saved unto good works. Now we're called to do the good works that God's called us to do. We're clothed in that righteousness, and we are called to live a set-apart life. Amen. And so there's no greater expression of the love and the goodness of God. This is why we can always say, you are good, good. Yeah, you are good. (laughs) Even when it seems like everything around us is bad, it's like, well, it didn't change his goodness. He's still good. And so Romans 5, 6 says this. Listen, Listen to this. This is incredible. He, he did this for us when we were dead in our sin. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ yes. died for the ungodly. Now, very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own is. love for us that while we were still sinners... <laughs> He died for us. Hallelujah. And then he gives us his righteousness. Yes. He pours out his grace upon us and says, you're mine. Yes. He did it because he wanted to do it. He loved us. He didn't do it because he had to. He chose <laughs> to do it. So when your heart begins to waver and doubt and question your life and the devil taunts you. See, this is part of the warfare. You're nothing. End your life. Nobody likes you. Nobody understands you. Let the cro- look at the cross. Yes. And let it remove all the doubts. Say, that cross proves my worth. Yes. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. I love this quote. It's by Dan Allender. He says this. If God's goodness is looked for... We're looking for God's goodness. If God's goodness is looked for primarily in terms of events, then the verdict of his heart towards us will always hang on the arrival of a new set of facts. (laughs) And the evil one uses the pain 
and confusion of a fallen world to shadow doubt over God's goodness. But forgiveness is the light that penetrates the dark and frees the heart to leap with love. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we could take a deep breath yeah. in that. Amen. <laughs> and the strength of our breastplate comes from believing God's love for us. Yeah. And the righteousness given to us by Christ. Yeah. Our confidence is in the unending love of God for us. Yeah. Yeah. And in order to be rooted in the love of God, we have to get off the emotional roller coaster and looking for God's love in our circumstances. Yeah, the proof of it. Like that proof. Yeah, yeah that's, where is it? Oh, everything's going good. God loves me. Oh, no. This is, my gosh, I got a flat tire. He really doesn't want me. <laughs> <laughs> We're all guilty. Yes. Sir. But no more. That's right. We're no working. more. All we have to do is just read that scripture again that Pastor Mamie just read to us. And here's another good one, Ephesians 3.18. Go, <laughs> girl. Ephesians 3.18. We need to have these highlighted in our Bible, and we need to return to them over and over again and make them Amen. prayers. Because if Paul wrote this, inspired by the Holy Spirit, to the church in Ephesus, and that church has had, re had revival in the history of the church, and, and he's still saying yeah. That we need to understand the love of God. Amen. Because this is the very root that will cause us to stand strong. It says that this was his prayer, and may you have the power. He's praying for the church in Ephesus, but we yes. can pray this for ourselves. for ourselves. May you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how mm. wide and how long and how high and how deep his love is. And may you experience the love of Christ, yes. though it is too great to fully understand. <laughs> then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Hallelujah. A beautiful prayer, powerful prayer. We mm. need to make this a sincere prayer to the Father. Father, I want to know your love for me. Yes. These are not just words to read and go, well, I, I know what Paul wrote. No, make them into a prayer. Amen. Talk to the Lord. This yes, is what we yes. do at our prayer meetings. We have to learn how to communicate on a personal level with the Lord. Just, that's what prayer is. And so how, grasp how big your love is for me. I pray, Lord, I want to experience your love. Yeah, own that. Do you want to experience how wide yes. and deep and how high and long his love is? I don't know one person, but no, I've felt it enough. <laughs> then we need to pray let's keep praying yes john eldridge said this in his book resilient look at the cross and you've been saying this but this is look at the cross and say to yourself i am worth the death of christ that's your worth you say those words on your worst day say those words gosh look at the cross think about what he did for you this is what Paul is saying, that we would know and grasp how wide and long and deep and wide this love was. That even we were dead in our sin, he said, I, I want you. I know what you can be. I, I'm going to have a, you're going to have a rebirth. and you're, you're going to come back into my family. Hallelujah. Adam and Eve, through Adam and Eve's sin, we were lost. But God's intention to have a family to love and bless has always been there. Yes, yes. After day six, he said it was very good. And then he gave them dominion. Hallelujah. And that's, what he's, that's what's coming back. That's what he's doing. He's, he's building up his body, his family in the earth. To and so and we reign. cannot be tricked by the scheme of the enemy and go, well, he doesn't love me. He does love us. So when the enemy comes and tries to tell you that, put the be sure, I say yes. put it on, be wearing it. Be wearing Be it. Be wearing it over your heart so that your union with Christ stays strong. It's like I, you recognize the lie. It's like, Come I don't on. believe that yeah, lie. Yeah, yeah, I see the cross. Hallelujah. I see the resurrection. And doing that, we're putting yep. on, like Ephesians says, put on the breastplate of righteousness. Yep. Jesus saved us. We had nothing to offer him. 
We were dead in our sins. Dead in our sins. We had no righteousness of our own. Thank God Jesus gives us his righteousness as a gift. <laughs> but this righteousness has got something there too. It's a call to holy living. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh-oh. You know, holy you know, living. Holy living. <laughs> you know, that sound, it, it really does sound overwhelming, doesn't it? It, it should. Yeah. It should. But here's the key. As we yield ourselves to God, and as he reveals things to us, and as we uh, cooperate with him, the Bible declares, he who began a good work in you will complete it in the day of Christ. Sweet. sweet. So he's, he's given us the power to change if we yield to him. But I have to cooperate with him. We have to cooperate. You know, we have to pursue holiness. We have to pursue righteousness. Yeah. You know, I want you to take a look at this Ephesians chapter 4, mm-hmm. 22 through 24. We have to, do you know, he's going to complete it in the day of Christ. Just think of the work he has to do in us and how <laughs> we can speed it up by yeah. cooperating yes. with him. Yeah. And we can actually do what he, if Moses came down from the mountain, glowing as he did, Paul says that glory was fading. And this glory that we have now is greater. Yeah. Is greater. And guess what he said? Jesus said this. Father, the glory you gave me, I give to them. <laughs> Union. Yes. yes he he wants us to be one with him think about it now the the trinity is inviting us into their love he's actually made us one with him the revelation is us Thank to you. see it he's look made what this us says him. verse 22 and this should be underlined in your bible too because this is the action part that we need to do put off your old self which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and put on the new self, created after the likeness of God, in true holiness and righteousness and holiness. So we're to seek this righteousness. We're to seek holiness. And you know it's important. You know, when he, he brings something up to us, we, we need to just agree with him. An area to change. Yeah. You're, you're right, Lord. I need to work that. We need to ask him to, to renew us and to refine us even more after something that we get corrected by the Holy Spirit and we work with him. He gives us the power to change. And then we say, Lord, keep, keep refining me. Yeah. Why? Because he wants you to be conformed to his image. He wants you to experience the nature that you truly do have. Yeah. And the holiness is not just something you give up. Do you understand? Yeah. Holiness is what you're pursuing. Yeah. It's not like, oh, now I have to give up that. Now I can't do this. No, no you're pursuing holiness, yeah. righteousness, yeah. The, the throne. Of course, we could say no to God, and many of us have. We've all been guilty of this. Amen? But not anymore. <laughs> Glory to God, not anymore. Because that opens a little crack in your armor to the devil. Yeah. Oh, we don't want that. Yeah. Because then those fiery darts he throws could get in. Yeah. So Jesus tells us to seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, that yes. to put him first. Like, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. <laughs> righteousness. They'll be filled. <laughs> and, and it's like Pastor Steve saying, as we pursue the meaning of that, like, what does that mean to pursue righteousness? Well, it means to pursue the things of God, put God first, yeah. put, put, pursue righteousness and his kingdom first. And then all the other things that we think are that important in life, Jesus said, they'll all fall in line yes. if you 
put me first. He's worthy, isn't yes, he? Yes, hallelujah. And so how do we do that? Well, we begin, I think one of the first things we do is begin to get to know him through his word. We begin to read the word of God, study the word of God. Sometimes we hear that word study, we think, oh, but we do have to do more yes. than Sunday morning. It's not enough. It's not enough. We need to keep filling ourselves up, even if it's just a, a few a little, you know, half of a chapter a day yeah. that you begin to concentrate on and let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Yeah. So you and then that's how you pray. You, you're seeking Him, His righteousness. I want to understand who you made me to be. Pray and ask Him to help you to obey. Confess your sin. Yeah. That's another way we pursue yes. righteousness because we're going to mess up. And we can't just go uh, and try to forget it. I don't want to think about it. No. Scripture says if we sin he's and we confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive and cleanse us from what? All unrighteousness because we've been made righteous. That's right. And so our awareness <laughs> of sin and like that's not who, that's, he, he would whisper, that's not who you are. Yes. And so we have to learn to how to pursue righteous living. You plant yourself in a church body. This is part of Scripture. Because we need brothers and sisters in Christ around us. Amen. You will not do well as a Christian on your own. We've seen it over and over and over and over again. And over. And because, that's because the but Lord no more. put Amen. a body together. You watching online, yeah. you're welcome to come in here. We need <laughs> brothers and sisters in Christ. Iron sharpening iron, yes. spurring one another on yeah. towards love and good deeds. Hallelujah. This is part of... Part of pursuing righteousness, we serve other people. That's yes. a righteous thing to do, to put, put off selfishness and say, you know what, I'm going to give generously of my life because the righteous thing that Jesus did was he gave his life. Hallelujah. So we're pursuing these things. We have to begin to understand it. And it's a lifelong process. It's called yes. sanctification, yeah. really. You're set apart now for a new life, to understand a new life. And sanctification takes place over a lifetime. Like Pastor C was saying, he shows you something to change. And, you know, let's say we obey, we confess our sin. And then sometimes it seems like you go for a season, none of that bothers you. And then he brings you back to some stuff still around that. Another part of the onion, so to speak, peels off, you know. He's like, let's go a little deeper here yeah. in yeah. our character. Yeah. But these are good things. God, Sanctification happens as we just say no to the old. We, we recognize I, that is not who I am. I am new creation. Remember Christ. that Second Corinthians verse? The old is gone. The new has come. And yeah. all this is from God. In Christ, we become new creations. In, in one translation, it says, in Christ, we become a new species altogether. Let that sit in you. <laughs> then we need to put off the old man. Take on the new man. Yeah. Our pursuit should be one of finding out who we are in Christ. Our pursuit to righteousness and holiness is to find out what Jesus actually did for us. Yeah. Who we are in Christ. In Christ, you're not a sinner saved by grace. That happened when you were a sinner. Now you've become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So I want to find out who I am. Yeah. I want to know my new self, the one that is born from above. Mm -hmm. yeah. Glory to God. It's just like it says, he, you know, ask God for help in this. Ask him, Lord, I need, would you please show me how I can start to live this new life how? Lord, teach me. He's going to show you the word, and he's going to bring you right back to the new self is created after the likeness and of God in true righteousness and holiness. If, he, if he's calling us this, then we can do it. Amen? Yeah. You know, we're to, we're to wear the breastplate of righteousness. And Ephesians 4 says what? Take off the old man. Take off the old man. Well, Justin and Rachel just had, a, well, this little Mila is 
And when you change her diaper, listen to this, take off the old man and put on the new man. Now, uh, if she dirties herself, you put a new diaper on. But what a lot of people have done is tried to put that diaper on without taking off the old man. How would that be? No. <laughs> that would be horrible. But you get the idea. No, don't put a new diaper over dirty diaper. Take off the old and put on the new. Yeah, take off the stinky old diaper. <laughs> put on the new fresh diaper. We can't live and allow the flesh to dominate us anymore. Yeah. You have to rise up and let the spirit man take control. But here's the key. You can't do... You're okay over here. You're clean. But you have something over here that just like God's been telling you to deal with. It's like, you know, when then you come back over here and say the righteousness of God. And the devil will say, <laughs> well, let me tell you. <laughs> He'll laugh at us. No, we're going to completely give ourselves to God in every area. Allow God to be God. Yeah. And because, you know what? We're seeking righteousness and holiness yeah. we're finding out who we are in christ i'm going to live out as this new creation yeah. hallelujah yeah. amen listen when we see what god has done for us when we see what christ has done for us in the new birth in our salvation <laughs> he's given us this righteousness, his very own righteousness and because of that, we can approach a holy God. This holy and perfect God, we can approach him and say, Abba, Father. You know what Abba means? It means Daddy. Papa, Daddy. What kind of relationship is that? Yes. Abba, Father. <laughs> he welcomes us into the Holy of Holies. Abba. So see, let's remember how the fight goes. You know, the enemy's goal is to wound your heart, to, to draw back from feeling that love, yes. the Abba Father love, by mixing up, confusing your mind in the way you think and how you perceive God. And so this is why we need to pray these prayers. Let's just be, we'll begin to close the yeah. service by praying these prayers from Ephesians chapter 3, that we would know God's love for us. Father, we want to understand. Give us power, Holy Spirit, because this is our armor and it's coming from you. It's supernatural power. I pray yes. you give us power to understand as all God's people need to understand and should understand how wide and how long and how deep and how wide your love is for yes. us. I pray, Father, that we would experience the love of Christ inside of our hearts personally, Lord, though it's too great to understand fully. And then, Lord, we'll be able to be made complete yes. with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from you. Wow. We desire this, Lord. I want to know your love. I want to feel your love. I want to grasp how big and wide and deep it is. For me I want to experience you Jesus yes your love that you have for me make it personal make your prayer personal with the Lord we look at the cross and we say to ourselves I, I was worth the death of your son father I will do everything I can Lord to honor you in my thought life yes to wear this breastplate of righteousness to not give way to the lie of the enemy that would tell me otherwise we ask you holy spirit for that help flood this church lord yes. with the knowledge of you pour blessing out a fresh wind of your spirit upon this church upon our hearts lord Hallelujah. and let us give give love back to you yes. as freely as you gave it to us Help us, Lord, to be expressive in our love. <laughs> Not be ashamed. Be bold, like Paul said, that I might boldly proclaim the gospel. Yes. 
Help us, Father, to be that kind of people. We worship you, Lord. Now, if, you just, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, you know, by these scriptures, we know you don't have to clean yourself up. You don't have to be good enough before you come to God. Jesus says, come as you are. Yeah. He's the one who makes us new. He already paid your sin debt and has forgiven your sin. Salvation is received when we acknowledge what God's done for us and we recognize we need our sin forgiven. Yes. And so, it's by grace through faith that we're saved. That's right. Salvation doesn't come by your good works. It does not come by doing more good works than being bad. It's about humbling ourselves, Lord. Yes. It's about humbling yourself and acknowledging our sin yes. and the need we have for forgiveness and then turning from your sin in repentance and then come to Jesus whose arms are open wide. Yes. Is there anybody in here today or even at the sound of our voice online? Yes. It's a simple prayer of faith. We can just pray that prayer because we can't see through the through the technology but let's just all pray this prayer together maybe you've already you've made Jesus the Lord of your life would you like to pray yes let's repeat this father we come to you in Jesus name in Jesus name and we recognize, we recognize. that I don't have to be good enough to come to you I don't have good enough to come to you Jesus you said come as you are I'm coming now with baggage and it's too heavy for me I'm asking you Father to forgive me set me free take my burdens Jesus be my Lord save me In the name of Jesus, I say you are saved. When you gave your heart to him, your innermost being, when you, you called out to him in your spirit, a miracle happened. The Holy Spirit came in. And now you're saved. You're a child of the living God. And we invite you to come to Community Life Church that we might be able to shepherd you into the truth, to recognize who you are now. Old man is gone, all things are new. Let's pursue righteousness and holiness together. Because when we do, we will manifest the kingdom of God here on the earth and invite others to come with us. Thank you, Lord, for doing such a work. We love you, and we desire more of you. In Jesus' name.